This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Glenn Gaudet. Glenn is the founder and CEO of Gaggle AMP, the first employee advocacy platform designed to leverage employees and supercharge your marketing efforts. Thank you for joining me today. Roman, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So uh, obviously we spoke on offline, so your company really uh, alleviates a pain point that I've had in you know my <laughs> business experiences. So tell me a little bit about your journey and how did you get to the point of you know founding your company? Sure. Well, um, uh, w- what the, the company has is a platform that allows other companies to get their employees to be part of their digital marketing efforts. So I can talk about that a little bit later, but um, uh, frankly, it feels like a lot of the things that I've done in my professional career have led me to get to where I am now. So um, I, I, I'm somebody who's spent about hmm, at least, what, 25 years in all different aspects of marketing for both uh, tech companies and media companies. Uh, culminating to be a CMO for a couple of different firms. And, um, you know, it was interesting. And I was, I was interviewing for another chief marketing officer position. And I was, I was sitting in the corner office with the, with the CEO of the company. And um, he was asking me about social media. Now this is, this is what, almost 10 years ago now. And, they weren't really doing much on social media, but they were competing against a pretty big company. You might have heard of them, Cisco, Cisco Networks. Um, and even back then, Cisco was like the 800-pound gorilla uh, in terms of like taking advantage of social media. So one of the things that I said is, you know, I, I, I'd looked at, you know, what they were doing on the marketing side and realized they really weren't doing much, um, not only just on kind of traditional marketing, but also digitally. They, they didn't really have a presence. I said, well, how many employees do you have here? Uh, and he said, well, we've got about a thousand employees. And uh, I said, well, w- what if we got some of these employees to help us really elevate our social presence by maybe sharing some things or engaging on our behalf? He said, well, I, that's a pretty good idea. Tell me more. So I started to explain to him, you know, what was kind of going through my head around all this. Um, I went home that night feeling pretty good about the interview. Like, you know, maybe I might get an an offer for this position. So I figured I should go and find the tool I could use to actually do what I was describing in the interview. And that's when I realized that there was, there was nothing out there. So, you know, it's one of those decisions that you have in life where, okay, I can either go down one path or the other. Well, one path was, go take a job as a CMO again, or, hey, do I feel passionate enough about this to really take this problem on and build the platform that I had articulated during the day in that interview? 
So I, I chose to uh, build the platform and, and build this company. That's awesome. Yeah. Most, well, most good companies are founded in terms of, you know, solving a problem. So I think that's uh, really important. Yeah. And, and it's interesting too, because if you go back, I mean, the company is nine years old now, it'll be 10 this fall. And, um, it, if you go back 10 years, if you think about it from a, from a digital marketing perspective, it was still, I mean, there's digital marketing, there were websites and everything. Social media was just really, hasn't even hit its stride at that point in terms of being leveraged from a marketing perspective. Uh, so, you know, what's been really exciting about this is over the last 10 years, we've seen this evolution of technologies, not just in the employee space, but just in general. And so um, one of the things that I find really exciting about all of this is that constant need to innovate, is that constant need to kind of think ahead of what people are going to need. So it's, it's just been, it's, it's been a great journey. Yeah, I think it's an, uh, it's important. I think uh, the, the best thing a company can leverage is its workforce, especially on social, because let's say a platform like LinkedIn, that company page doesn't have as much pull as a individual uh, profile. The, you know, the reach is further and uh, the only way you're going to get that to either go viral or amplify it to a level that you want it to is have people reshare it or obviously engage with it. And the best people to do so is, you know, the people that work for you, you know, ultimately they are an extension of your brand and they can do, I mean, there's a lot of case studies in terms of how companies have leveraged their people to achieve exponential growth. You know, some people are still kind of naive and stuck in their ways and don't want to adapt to that or don't think uh, people should be on social. Um, in that sense or mix business and social from a like social media policy perspective. But I think that's one of the, uh, the biggest assets for growth in terms of social reach, brand lift, and then obviously sales in general. Yeah. If you think about it, I, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because at the end of the day, relationships are formed through some sort of an engagement. And if you can start an engagement with somebody digitally that leads to a relationship ultimately it leads to a level of trust it leads to a level of information sharing and ultimately those are the kinds of um, spaces that you create in which people can buy from right so um, people trust the person more than they trust the brand, more than they trust the CEO. I mean, it's just it, because they know the person, they're connected with the person. And as a result, when you have, and not just your salespeople, but anyone in the company who is kind of sharing some valuable information, engaging with some information, engaging with influencers, that all adds up. And that's really the power of all of this is by making it super simple for the employees to really just know what to do. You know, that's half the battle is knowing what to do because if you think about it, most people um, who are in a good corporate culture and you know, there, there's certainly some companies out there that people don't like being in the company. And I think you gotta solve that issue before you start going down the employee advocacy route. But 
Um, for most companies, you're going to have uh, employees who, you know, if you just make it easy for them, if you take the fear out of not knowing what to do or how to do it, then people start doing it. And that's where the magic happens. Yeah, I agree. I think it's that uh, training that's imperative, the workforce and like the other end on the buyer side, you're more likely to buy from somebody kind of uh, your inner circle, listen to somebody in your inner circle. So, I mean, I've bought a lot of stupid things that people have shared that not necessarily I needed, but, you know, they kind of vouched for it, you know, shared right. it through social, they got it, they like it. And it's, you know, a direct kind of a social selling effect. Yeah, I, I remember I, I saw one um, stat, which was really interesting, is that between 60 to 75% of the buyer's journey is is done without even visiting the the product's website. So in other words, they're doing their research online with um, with other sources, you know, third party sites. They're they're checking in with their network. Who's used this? You know, what do you think? It's really powerful stuff. So if you can get into that conversation before they even come to your website then you're actually going to lead them to your website. You're going to lead them to your brand because your brand is thought highly of by all of these other people that are interconnected with them. I agree. And I think having as many positive uh, touch points before they're ready to make a decision, obviously that leads to a decision more quickly and adds that kind of uh, social proof a lot quicker. And you raised a really interesting point, Roman, which was around the idea that, you know, some companies kind of were in this mindset of, well, we don't want anybody to do anything, right? It's safer that way. <laughs> because if, if nobody's saying anything, we're still controlling the message. And the reality is you're not. You're never controlling the message. The message is out there. The message is taking place with or without you. So you might, might as well be part of the constructive positive message building rather than leave the messaging done to everybody else out there who's already active. Yeah, great. So what motivates you to succeed? What motivates you? I don't know. I think I'm just built that way, right? Um, to me, it's a way, if you continue to succeed, you're able to achieve goals, not just for you, but for the people connected with you. So, uh, you know, I'm very mindful of all of the people in my company and the families that we support. I'm mindful of all of our customers in the, in the broader market out there. I'm mindful for my own family and in my own ecosystem. And so that just keeps me constantly trying to grow, trying to get better, both professionally as well as personally. Yeah, I agree. And I think a, a component of that is kind of legacy. So you have people depending on you and, you know, giving back and affecting others in a positive uh, way. So when you're not around, you, you know, you kind of leave something behind. You know, I, I think I think the best way to look at it is the, the more success you can have, the more you can share it. Uh, I, I've, I've never been one to 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 say, well, I, I need to get somewhere so I can be up above and, you know, over everybody. No, I just, let's, let's kind of, let's move this all forward. Let's keep this thing growing so that we can have impact on people we don't even know we're having impact on yet. And, and we want that impact to be positive. And so success can really help 
deliver that and give us the resources so that we can really have impact on those people around us, whether it's people that we know today or the people that we meet tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. And I think the more successful you get, the bigger platform you get to share that. And I think it's not everybody does share, but uh, sharing that and having people learn from that. And then obviously the more successful you are, the more you can do with that. So usually it's correlated with, you know, financial success. So if you have other things in terms of philanthropy that you want to do, the more successful you are, the, the more reach you have in terms of doing good for others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think the, the big driver for me and the thing that keeps me sane is just a sense of gratitude, right? Really being grateful for the, the opportunities that I've had and the opportunities I've been able to create um, with working with some amazing people. So, uh, you know, I, I think in general, if, if you keep gratitude at, at the top of the list of, of what you're thinking about, yeah, it's, it's a much better life. Yeah, and I think that's important to uh, reset often because it's 2020, we, we live in the United States and life is fast and we often lose sight of what's important or how truly you know, grateful we are for the situations we're given, for the you know, economy to freely grow. Obviously, I'm originally from Ukraine, so it's a very corrupt uh, you know, government system. So you start a business, you may have to pay bribes or there's another business paying more bribes than you get pushed out of uh, out of business. So really understanding where you're coming from. And then obviously there's people dying from things that we get vaccinated from even, you know, non clean drinking water. So the basics, right? Yeah. Resetting perspective, like you said, is very important to kind of keep your humility and being humble on that kind of rise. And as you grow as a person and professionally as well. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that um, I've been really fortunate about is the, the amount of travel I've been able to do in international travel. Boy, I'll tell you, as, as an American, to, to travel to some other countries, beautiful, beautiful countries, I still appreciate it when I get off, when I get off the plane and land back in the United States, what we have here. And the, the, not only just the, the amazing people and the economy that we have, but the diversity of land that we have. You know, you go to some countries and it's just, it's a mountainous country, or you go to some countries and it's really just a country that's kind of, everything is focused on, on being on the ocean. Um, we've got it all. We've, we've, we're really fortunate here. Yeah, I agree. And I was going to actually men mention that travel component. So when I do travel, I try to do things like locally, obviously certain situations, you may not be able to go certain places and it's frowned upon for you as citizens or, you know, the bad part of a city or whatever, but going and really seeing how like the majority of the population live is also obviously humbling to like truly appreciate, you know, where you're coming from, the opportunities you have and what we, you know, we have here in this country. Well, that, and that's a great thing, too. I mean, not only have I traveled, you know, internationally, but I've traveled a lot domestically. And and the great thing is you just, you know, you just meet some amazing people. You share the same language, but, you know, the cultures are a little different depending on where you go. And you get to learn things from people. You get to experience, you know, what are the foods that make this region special? Um, what are some of the, what are some of the traditions that they do? How do they, how do they celebrate holidays versus the way you celebrate holidays? I mean, I live in the Boston area and we celebrate the 4th of July in a very, very specific and unique way. 
and that's a little different when you go to other other parts of the country and it's all very very cool yeah and everybody uh, every part of the country has something to contribute I'm, I'm in new jersey when me and my wife were dating she had a role that she took for 10 months in georgia so she was in norcross right outside of atlanta so you really see the pace of life, the culture, like you said, yep. and, and even like you said, traveling throughout, you know, East Coast, West, West Coast, Midwest, South, you see how life differs and things that, you know, the cuisine and things that people contribute and how it impacts how they do their work, you know, their ethics, what they're about. And I actually thought about that because when I came to the uh, United States, when I was five in 1990, I was originally supposed to go to San Mateo, California but I ended up in New Jersey. So how different would have I been with those variables being, you know, mm. dropped into California? And it's very interesting to think about. Have, have you gone out there? Have I have family, actually. Yeah, I've been to California several times, um, uh, both north and south. I have family in Sacramento, so I've been there several times. Do you have a preference now? Do you say, oh, maybe I should move to California, get out of the weather in New Jersey? Uh, no, because of the tax situation and just like, I'll pass. I mean, honestly, I've thought about moving to Texas or Florida so I can keep that, you know, state, uh, yep. state income tax and then put it towards other things. But California, it could be a country on its own in terms of their GDP and how vast like culturally, uh, North and South is. Got it. So, uh, what's one weakness you've seen in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Oh God, that sounds like an interview question. Wow. It, it does. <laughs> a weakness that I've turned around as a strength. So from um, the, the thing that pops up for me the most is um, if I catch myself becoming somewhat static and, and steady state, that's when I know I got I got to jiggle things a little bit, and I have to really focus on growing. Whether that's growing professionally, whether it's growing personally, the act of constantly learning, the act of growing, um, improving myself, just in general has a tremendous impact on me, not just physically but also mentally. And so that's the thing for me is like when I was younger, you know, you could easily become complacent easily become somebody who's kind of doing the same routine. You get up, you go to work, you come home. You, it's just same routine over and over again. And I've always been happiest when I've been able to find a way to consistently kind of kind of break that routine in such a way where I'm finding ways to, to constantly grow, again, both professionally and personally. So th that's the area. If I find that I'm kind of plateauing and getting static, I just... That to me is like the the kick in the butt that I need to say, all right, you got to go find and, and 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 improve myself. Yeah, I think if you're not uh, putting yourself in uh, uncomfortable situations in that sense, in terms of things you have to change or things you have to learn, you become complacent as an individual. I, I sure. think in terms of me personally, I need to keep learning and keep growing and keep redefining as a person. And then as a company to keep re-innovating or else somebody's going to catch up to you and do what you do better. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've somebody once share with me a quote. I, I, I don't know if the, the person created this or I'm, I'm sure it's, it's been passed along, but um, when growth stops, decay begins. I, I've always thought that that was a really powerful 
way to look at it is as soon as you stop growing, there's only one place you're going and, yep. and it's not up. <laughs> so I, I, to me, that that's, that's a powerful thing. And I try to keep that in mind um, and always, always kind of at the forefront of my thinking in terms of what are the things that I can be doing spending my time with, you know, today, this week, this month, this year. Yeah, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience? So I, for me, I, I always come back to the gratitude issue. Um, if, if it's really hard to be unhappy, it's really hard to be stressed. It's really hard to have those kind of those negative feelings that, you know, the fight or flight mechanism kicking in when you're really grateful for things. Um, I find it's an incredible weapon against a lot of the negativity that's out there, whether it be watching the news. The news is never positive when you <laughs> turn on the news. And so you can get caught up in these things where, you know, the, the world is a crazy place. The world is divided. The world is this. The world is that. Take stock in what you have. Take stock in who you are and what you've been able to accomplish for yourself. Don't forget to pat yourself on the back and say, good job. But also just keep in mind that it's a journey. You never reach the destination because even if you reach a destination, you want to set another journey as quickly as possible because the whole idea is to continue on that path. So being grateful for the fact that you're on a journey and you're progressing, it's one of the best things that I think anybody can do. Yeah, and I think it's a uh, it's a moving target. So you achieve something professionally or personally, you should set something a little bit, you know, more. And there's always something to do. Yeah. And and I think yeah. if you don't, I mean, you can't just pull. I mean, you can. You yeah. plateau and then you become comfortable and say, you know, yeah. I'm fine with writing this out for the next, you know, let's say 10, 20, 30 years until I retire, and then call it a day. But I don't know. In in that situation, I think personally, I would be miserable. So. Well, you know, finish the marathon and then, you know, congratulate yourself, you know, stretch out a little bit, you know, have a nice meal, but then, you know, you got to get back on the road again. Yeah. I think it's important to celebrate your wins and Absolutely. reaching those goals, take a little time and then regroup. I mean, I've had several people on the show that have sold their companies or were in the process of selling their companies as they were on uh, the show. And then they took a quick break to enjoy it reflect on it with family and friends and then go move on to their kind of next endeavor. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, and it's, it's, it's one of those things I think that if, if anybody is going to really tie themselves solely to just one thing, um, one journey with, okay, I will be happy when, or I'm going to be satisfied when, I think you need to be satisfied now. I think you need to be happy now because you have to generate it for yourself, which doesn't mean that you don't stop progressing. It means you're acknowledging that you're on this journey and what you're doing is you're appreciating every step along the journey. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Absolutely. Well, you can check out our website at gaggleamp.com. That's G-A-G-G-L-E-A-M-P.com. If you want to reach out to me personally, I'm on LinkedIn. Just let me know how you, uh, <laughs> how you found me um, uh, through this podcast. 
And if you are, uh, if you're a Twitter person, you can reach me at Glenn G. So twitter.com forward slash Glenn G. That's Glenn with two N's, G. Um, if you want some information about, about Gagalamp itself, we've actually created a landing page. Um, so you can come to uh, from this podcast and you get get a free trial and get all sorts of fun stuff and, and some resources. And that's at gagalamp.com forward slash amp up that's gagalamp.com forward slash amp up awesome thanks again for stopping by thanks rowan this podcast has been brought to you by nova zora digital find out how nora zora digital can help your company grow online learn more at novazoradigital.com until next time all you digital savages